Hello and welcome back to the Arsenal Therapy Podcast. My name is Farhan, also known as Gunner since 96, and joining me here this evening to talk Arsenal and those penultimate last 10 games is Monty. Monty, how are you doing this evening? Yeah, I'm not too bad, mate. Had um, a banging roast today with the Marge. Cooked her uh, a nice meal for, you know, for Mother's Day, which was which was lovely. No way, you actually um, you were in the sense- kitchen chefing it up, were you? Yeah, of course, mate. I love my cooking. I love it. Um, well, we I was cooking in the kitchen. Arsenal were cooking on the field. It was, <laughs> it was great. It was a great day. Um, but no, I'm, I'm good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, yeah. Really, really good. Um, you know, obviously, for, for obvious reasons, uh, we hadn't spoken until, mm-hmm. obviously, now from the previous pod, which was last week, the last Premier League game. But in between that, there was uh, the matter of the second leg of the Europa League game with sporting so we should probably just have a quick chat about that and get it out of the way but i think this game was really important because of the um because of what happened in that game and the circumstances in which we lost them lost that game in uh i was i was really intrigued to see the response that we were going to get and obviously to win in that manner um put all doubts like bed in bed at bed yeah to bed to bed to bed <laughs> I was gonna say it, yeah so that I mean yeah so that's what made it sweeter and that's what um that's what you know why why I guess a lot of us are going to be even more joyous uh, especially because it's palace as well and we don't like playing palace at home for some reason we don't do very well against them um but yeah give no, me your is what the draw on the last three and lost one Yes, 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 yes. Uh, so yeah, we haven't won in 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 the last five years, I believe. Um, but yeah, I, I never look forward to playing Palace, whether it's home or away, because it's somewhat of a bogey team for some reason. They get prime Zaha, and everyone else just follows suit. So, um, but yeah, g- g- give me your thoughts on overall thoughts on the sporting game itself. Uh, you were at the game, so you witnessed everything, um, and you were able to absorb, I guess. The energy on the night. What was it like? Well, that's what I was going to say. If uh, if anything, the energy was just off. Um, <clears throat> I felt there was just too many people that were going to the game who wanted us to get knocked out. I, I, I mean, I, I left the stadium with no voice. And I was literally like me and a couple of colleagues, we all went and we were cheering and whatnot. But there was just, everyone was just silent. It was just quiet. Um, just bad energy. On the pitch, it was bad energy. We weren't going into the 50-50s. We weren't winning any of the duels. We weren't sort of imposing ourselves. It was so cagey and back and forth, back and forth. First 15 minutes, they dominated us. Um, We never really got into the game. We never really looked comfortable, um, which was just frustrating for me because obviously I wanted wanted us to do a deep run in this. Um, So for us to just lose it was uh, it was um it was annoying and obviously like they they scored a wonder goal um 
and I'm not going to take anything away from him because it was just a fantastic strike. Mm. Uh, but the, the worst thing that annoyed me about it was the lethargicness of our midfield to even allow it in the first place. No, no one pressed. No one wanted to get close to Goncalves. I told, I didn't tell you last week. I said the player to look out for would be Goncalves. Yeah. Yeah, he's he the best player. Really good. It, I, I, I said it, um, and no one did. And he just went pop. And I mean, I'm not can't break Ramsdale. He's always off his line, so it's just one of those ones, isn't it? But what what annoyed me is how it happened in the first place. So it was just a bit frustrating. Yeah, uh, it was because, like, I mean, like you it, said, we we were expected yeah. to kind of go at least semis, if not finals. Um, and really challenge for it, it being a European trophy and, and, and the rest of 100%. it. 100%. Well, I, d- I just don't see anyone beating United now. Mm. Like, in that tournament. Like, we, I, I genuinely believe that we're the only team better, good enough to beat United in that of what's left. Well, they've got quite a hard run in. Who have they got next? Is it Leverkusen? And then they have to play Juventus. Um, um, I think that would I have don't been... know, actually. I actually didn't check the draw. I know Juve have um, Sporting, I think, don't they? Yes, Juve have got Sporting. United, on the other hand, have now got Sevilla. That's it, Sevilla. So they've got Sevilla, which is a hard time. Yeah, especially in Europa. As soon as they won it, sort of six times. Yeah, something ridiculous like that. Which is ridiculous. Yeah, yeah. Um, But yeah, look, if if you want to know know what my thoughts are, you you won't need to go very far. I recorded a whole episode straight after it which is probably the worst thing I could have done uh, and I spent about an hour just like unleashing you know <laughs> it's a different side of you that you've probably never heard so if you're interested to hear um what I had to say about it you can listen to the pod um which is episode 139 um yeah I basically just lost my shit because um I, I was of the opinion that we were going to take this competition seriously and we weren't going to, and if we were to lose, then at least lose with a bit of dignity, uh, uh, lose with, you know, we'll fight. Um, the fact that we had to play that extra time, go to pens as well, was heavily demoralizing and also made that Palace game look that much more difficult. Um, mm-hmm. if, if the Palace game isn't difficult enough, which it is, um, obviously we didn't know that uh, Patrick Vieira was going to get the sack I think the, the day after um that that horrible evening we got the news that he got the sack so that was that much more pressure i just brought back flashbacks of um everton so yeah, I, yeah i was going into this game like incredibly nervous a bit on edge um and i thought this could be the start of of a really rocky period for us um but what, how, what did you think was going to be the reaction how how did you feel going into the game against palace Honestly, I wasn't too worried. Um, I, I just, I just, I just, I just didn't think it. I mean, there was a little bit of a, oh, yeah, Crystal Palace maybe upset us, but I think we've shown time and time again this year, particularly we've shown we've like broken all the norms of old. Like, just look at the sort of the Tottenham game away. We, we never won there. We won there. Um, you look at Crystal Palace away earlier on in the season. We won there. Mm. We've had. We've had moments. I just, I wasn't too worried. It was more. I just wanted to know what the score was going to be. If anything, I was more disappointed we conceded a goal. But 
I, I was never really worried. I, ju- I just, I've watched Crystal Palace the last like 10 weeks and they offer nothing going forward. Like they, they, they don't, they just don't finish their dinner. So I wasn't too, I wasn't too worried. Anything I was worrying me was seeing Rob Holden on the team sheet. But to be honest with him, he actually did quite well today. So I'm sure we'll um, discuss that. Yeah. Pre-game, I, I, I was just, I was, I was just, I'll just be real. I was just thinking, what's the score going to be like to us? I, I didn't, I didn't think for a moment we were going to lose. Um, yeah, I, I was. What about, what about you? Did you have sort of genuine doubts, or was it more just sort of like flashbacks of old? I, I was just okay. Um, I wouldn't say I was worried that we were we weren't good enough to 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 win. I mean, at the end of the day, it's football, right? So you can never really wholeheartedly predict it. Um, after what happened against Everton and the Leeds game as well, I just I find it really difficult to predict games, especially on the back of a Europa League exit in the way that we lost it. Uh, you know, there was a lot of, um, the, the whole narrative was, you know, Arsenal's, Arsenal aren't interested in the Europa League. They didn't look interested. They wanted to exit that competition as soon as possible. Um, I wasn't buying that because when I look at a championship winning team, when I look at Premier League previous winners, they go into games and they leave everything on the pitch. And there is just a, a bit, there's an aura about, you know, you, the cities and the Liverpools of of, of late. Um, and when you watch them play, you know that they're up for it. You know, you, you it's very rare that you find performances that are purposefully um, sabotaged, if you want to call it that. So that, that, mm-hmm. that was a big kind of uh, massive red flag for me. The fact that Arsenal would want to play with that mentality, with that kind of arrogance, you know, it was very disappointing as well, because if you want to be winning championships, then you're going to need to show up even against the sides you expect to win or expect to beat. We've still got um, a few teams in the bottom half of the table that we're going to have to play against. One of them being Southampton, who, you know, did a, a a job on on Spurs and um, on United recently as well, maybe because they weren't given enough respect. And if Arsenal, um, you know, arrive with that mentality of you know we can roll over whoever we want because we're that good, um, it's a very dangerous place to arrive at. And I was I was very cautious of kind of seeing that seep in through the incredible amounts of work that we put in on the training pitch. Um, so yeah, in in that respect, I was quite reluctant to play uh, Palace side at that moment. Um, you know, they've had their horrible run, not winning in twenty twenty three, managerless, mm-hmm. um, and all the rest of it. And us, on the other hand, coming off on the back of a you know quite a harsh reality check. Um, so I was interested to see what kind of reaction we would get. Um, no doubt in my mind. I didn't think that we were we weren't good enough to win this game. Of course I did. Um but then with Saliba out, <laughs> it just got me a little bit more nervous because we know how good Saliba has been and we we just don't know or we do now, but we didn't know then what we would be like without Saliba. Saliba's been the I think even over Gabriel, the main center back, the the guy that's been holding the shape and that's made the biggest difference. Uh, since he's come in so yeah to see holding there it, you know was was a surprise for me um obviously trossard playing up front wasn't a huge surprise but 
Um, it would have been nice to see to have seen Jesus back, understand why he's not, which is fine. Uh, Zinchenko on the left. Um, I mean, I'll tell you what I would have done. I would have probably have put White in centre-back with Gabriel and then played Tierney as a right-back because he's so good on the left-hand side. There's no doubt that he oh. can't be that good on the right-hand side. Um, that's what I would have done. And, and, and look, he proved it when he came on, right, in the second half. That short cameo that we saw of him, you know, brings back flashbacks and memories of the good old days when he was running in the snow and scoring wonder goals against West Bromwich Albion and the rest of it. So that's what I would have done. But um, yeah, other than the holding, I think, yeah, pretty, pretty straightforward, pretty um, expected. Only thing I'd say on that, mm. if you had Tini at right back, who would you use to sub Zinchenko if, say, he got injured in the game? Yeah. Yeah, see, I, don't, I, don't, I wasn't even thinking of that, so I wouldn't know how to answer that. <laughs> Other than, um, yeah. you know, we, we saw something interesting, didn't we? Like Thomas Partey came out right back afterwards. Um, mm. I think, what, after Ben White came off, because he had played there quite a bit for Atleti. Um, so that was interesting to see. A very brief kind of spell. But obviously, we do have individuals who can move around and play in multiple different positions. Like Bakayo Saka, for instance, has played at fullback before. Um, so if worse came to worse, maybe we we, we we put him there and then we change the formation a little bit, see the last 10, 15 minutes out of the game. Um, if buts and maybes, but we didn't need to resort to that. That's the most important thing. Um, so look, Arsenal come with a really positive attitude and leave with a very convincing victory, 4-1. Um, what did you make of the the first half, the start, I guess the opening sort of 10 minutes of the game? Um, the response from Thursday, obviously. The, the first 10 minutes is always the most interesting because it shows you what kind of attitude, what kind of mental state they're in. Yeah, I think we started really well, to be honest. Um, <clears throat> they were definitely up for it. The thing, the thing I, I don't mind, right? If you're going to lose, like you said, if you're going to, if you're going to lose, at least try. Do you know what I mean? Whereas I feel like the sporting game, they just they sort of went into it like, oh. Can't be bothered. Yeah, it's you another know? game. <laughs> yeah. Do you know what I mean? Whereas this one, they, they off the bat, and I mean, like, Crystal Palace had a sort of an early opportunity. I can't remember if it was, I think it was Zaha when he hit the post. Do you remember when he like, hit the post and came yeah. back mm-hmm. off uh, Ramsdale? And I was like, oh. That was a, that was a sticky one. But Shades, really shades of Martinez. Oh yeah, don't. That would have been uh, that would have been bad, wouldn't it? But no, honestly, I just off the bat, I think what I really liked is that is how what we missed on Thursday was the 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 ability to chase down the second balls. Like we were just on the second balls relentlessly. Like any sort of bad touch, poor bounce, uh, anything like that, we would we just close them down. We we were just simply there first. Um, and you, you get it like we'd push their when we was pushing the centre backs back, and um, we ended up just uh, they'd clear it and you, they just couldn't get out. They, they literally couldn't get out of the box at one point. And I'm pretty sure it was actually from sort of one of those bad touches that we got the the first goal because when it was um, oh, I'm trying to remember who the who's their left centre back again for Chris Palace was it Gahey? I think it was Gahey. Um, Tomkins or Gahey? Gahey, no. yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I think it's gay. I think it was gay. He because yeah. he kept, remember when he came out, he comes out and he sort of like touches the ball. I think it was Erdegaard that was about to get it, and he passes it out to Zaha, and just Ben White comes in, steals the ball. 
Yeah. Straight off the bat, <laughs> lays it through to Saka. Saka whips yeah. it across, goes to Martinelli. Martinelli had, um, was it Ward? Yeah, it was Ward, wasn't it, on the right back for mm. Crystal Palace? Yeah. Yeah, it just had him on strings. But that's what I love. It, it, it was completely different. It was completely different. I said this to my mates when I was at the game on Thursday. I was just like, it's like the, Euro- the European games, especially Europa, people, you just get a lot of casuals. So people tend to treat it casual. Whereas mm. the league game, there's something to fight for. Do you know what I mean? And it's a league game. Uh, you, you always want to win it. Yeah. It was well, just different. It was, there was just a lot of energy compared to compared to Thursday, um, which is what I wanted the most. I wanted to. I said, if I was thinking, to myself, I was like, if we if we come at this with like hundred percent, I don't, see, I can't see us losing. Mm. I, I just couldn't see us losing if if we actually approached it properly. Yeah, and that was the argument from a lot of like fans. It was the fact that this is the Premier League. We are fighting for a league title. There's no way that Arsenal don't turn up. Um, and I was I was really positively surprised to see in the opening 10 minutes how good we were like the intensity of the game mm-hmm. the high tempo moving the ball quickly getting it behind Palace's back line lovely like one two combinations very early on like Shaka and Martinelli linking up uh, Martinelli by the way in those opening 10 minutes razor sharp oh phenomenal you know? picking yeah, up the yeah. ball making direct runs just looking really hungry um, and as if that he needs to make a, a point you know he's got a point to prove here especially after missing that penalty um, on Thursday so I was really really impressed with with, with his start um, and playing out from the back just looked a lot more regimented the method um, sorry a lot uh, methodical as well a lot you know far better than on Thursday on Thursday it seemed like we couldn't string passes mm-hmm. together Um and literally yeah and i think we we should we should we should give credit where credit is due because sporting played out of their skin palace on the other hand oh yeah they played amazingly yeah palace on the other hand just weren't there at the races you could sell you could tell that they were so short of confidence but actually the opening 20 20 minutes they were quite well um they were they looked quite what, what did you what yeah. did you think about them firing uh, Vieira? I, I was surprised to be honest. I thought yeah. it was too early. I did as well. And look, I usually when I when we're about to play a, a team, I usually look at the past results. And when I when I looked back at Palace's uh, previous you know five six games, um, you know one nil to Brighton, one nil to City, one nil to Villa with mm-hmm. ten men. Drew with Liverpool. Is, that's what they, they weren't even bad. They didn't play yeah. bad. They just couldn't score. They hadn't conceded more than two goals. Um, and you know, well, before until uh, after the fourth of January when they played Spurs and they lost four nil. Um, but then after that, it was Southampton, Chelsea, United, Newcastle, United again, um, Brighton, Brentford, Liverpool, Villa, City. So yeah, I was really quite surprised. Like. You know, when you're when you've got a run of games like that up against sides who are, who have who you know who have really good uh, momentum and um, they're on a really good run as well. Harsh. I felt really yeah a bit. I felt sorry for him, but you know, to um, was it Steve Parish um, to his defence, something had to be done. Otherwise, you know what happens with teams who get on a losing streak of five, six, it can go on forever. And then you find yourselves in a relegation yeah. battle. Um, so even with a good manager, I think it's difficult to turn something around like that. Uh, a lot of it's got to do with confidence. So if they can bring in someone who can reignite the confidence, then they should be fine. Um, it's just good that they didn't hire Hodgson uh, back for the game against us. 
So yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad that happened anyway. Um, but yeah, we 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 survived early on because you know Zaha had that shot, low fizzing shot, hit the post, bounce off um, Ramsdale's head. Bit of a mistake in the in the oh. middle of the pitch actually, which caused that uh, under hit pass, which was bringing back memories of Sporting because a lot of the issues were under hit pass passes or overhit passes yeah, yeah, yeah. um and then obviously holding cut comes in sliding with a with a tackle um on zaha which you know leaves a massive i guess gap in the middle for for them to run into um but yeah other than that it, we were still managing to play some really good football like i really enjoyed the combinations between party white and Saka on the right hand side and i felt for mitchell i mean Saka gave him a horrendous time uh, that afternoon. I don't think he will be forgetting a performance like that very soon. Uh, but yeah, triangular passes, lovely combinations, especially to get Saka into the space as well. Um, and then Odward has a has a shot. I know he's just offside, but um, Schluck puts in in front of goal and then the shot is so awful. Ramsdale doesn't really need to do much to deal with it. Um, let's talk about the opening goal because... It was very Arsenal-esque, wasn't it? Yeah, it was just beautiful. I mean, it was just great play. Like I said, it was the Ben White interception, um, which originally came off sort of a. I think it was it was in. I've been. I'm trying to remember it now. Off, off memory, I'm pretty sure it was. It was Erdegaard got the ball. He was a. He was like trying to turn on it. He over. He sort of overhit it, or the ball came to him. Fun, like funny, um, and then Gehi came up, tried to clear it. Because uh, Zaha looked wide open on the left, and Ben just read it. He just stepped up, read it, and, and poached it effectively. Um, yeah, I'm just watching it now. Yeah, so yeah, it was party overhit it to Erdegaard. Ben White comes in. He just sees Sacco sits in between the left back and centre back on the one, sort of takes it round, crosses it, crosses it across the line because uh, Ward got sucked inside. Um, and then Martinelli, just cool as you like, as cool as you like, just goes straight round Ward, shoots across the goal. Easy, easy. No goalie was stopping that. No goalie was stopping that goal. It was just, like you said, we've seen that goal scored so many times that that, or that movement, I should say, where Saka sitted. We've seen that movement so many times this season. One of the ones that sticks out to me most is the Man United game. Mm. And it's actually the same movement uh, for the second goal as well. Uh, do you remember when Saka scored that goal from outside the box against uh, Christian Eriksen, where he went around Christian Eriksen and shot? Mm-hmm. We see the same transition on the second goal as well. With ben White to to Saka, he steps in, he steps, basically goes behind the right back, steps in inside the centre back, feeds that ball in as the centre back's been forced to check, come out to press Ben White. And it was just beautiful. It was just beautiful. It was was beautiful football. Saka Saka was on fire today. Yeah. And those four goals that we scored were very similar in the sense that the build-up was just, you know, suffocating Palace on the edge of their own box. Um, It Mm -hmm. surprised me that they weren't able to deal with it because they had almost, you know, after after they conceded the first goal, or definitely the second goal anyway, um, almost always having 10 men behind the ball when Arsenal were on the offensive. And... Mm -hmm. Um, yeah, and it was just strange because the 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 one of the criticisms that we've got of Arsenal of late uh, is not being able to beat that resistance line. Um, you know, when when teams sit up in a bank of five, we 
almost always overplay rather than try and cut it in between the lines. Um, but yeah, Palace were really poor in dealing with it. Like, you know, having said that, though, like Ben White was just phenomenal. In that opening first half, his work rate as a overlapping fullback to link up... I mean, the relationship he's got with Bukayo Saka is just out of this world like they can read each other's minds and know where each mm-hmm. of them are going to be without even needing to point or you know speak to each other you know um so yeah that second goal for me when he when he um when he makes that kind of calmness one, two, like, that's such a that's yeah. such an honorary goal hmm. and and the, the pass the, from the white though crossed, he doesn't even yeah, need to beautiful. make much of an effort he's just standing there you know sh- shoulders uh relaxed makes that pass as if there's no one in front of him. Such a tricky pass to make. Yeah. Um, and it can't very calmly across the goal. The, the finish was beautiful. Mm. God, there was no, you couldn't do nothing about it. You couldn't get nothing. It was just, it was just prime Arsenal. Um, and the, I mean, Crystal Palace were, were a bit lethargic in defence. They were, they weren't really covering the gaps. They were being, they were being, we were forcing them out of their zones and that's yeah. when we exploited the, the gaps. Whereas like, say like a, when we played Everton, they were extremely strict. They knew when to press, when not to press. Whereas I feel like it was a bit sort of uh, haphazard with, with mm. Crystal Palace. They were like, "Oh, we must get the ball. We we'll try and press them out, and then like we'd pass it around them, and that was it." That, That's that, it. Yeah, naive, right? Because yeah. not many teams will Nailed allow it. you to kind of pull you out of shape and pull you out of possession. And there were so many times that I noticed we were passing in and around Palace shirts purposefully to pull them out of position so that we can get another red shirt in that space in that opening um and you don't you know we don't we're not able to do that because a lot of teams have sussed out how we play and what we want to do so yeah a little bit naive from palace uh but again i don't want to take anything away from the fact that we were just excellent and there's just far too many names to mention um but that first half as perfect as it gets really i don't think we did much anything to uh, wrong or we, we didn't put any we didn't pardon the pun uh, put any foot out of place is that the way you say it? it didn't, I don't didn't know foot, maybe, maybe they didn't put a foot wrong that's it oh mate it's been, <laughs> been put a foot wrong mate honestly it's been the, it's been the longest week my yeah. brain is just it's not working <laughs> yeah mate I'm still a bit cloudy obviously you know Um, yeah I'm I'm yeah. I'm running on like five hours sleep, which right, right, to most is, fumes. yeah to most is is quite a lot, isn't it? Anyways, first half excellent. Going into the second half, what are you expecting mm-hmm. more from Arsenal? Are you expecting us to sit sit off a little bit and just see the game <sighs> out? So what I, I was I was looking at, and uh, the only reason I was expecting more is I was looking at the the table, and I was looking at the goal difference. Same, yeah. That's exactly what I was looking at, and I was just thinking, "Go on, lads!" Like we, because it could get down to that, that situation where goal difference comes into the title. So, I, I would have wanted to expect, um, sort of, just more to score more. But I mean, like when when you're scoring, you're having fun, and when you're having fun, time flies. Do you know mm. what I mean? So, I just feel like the players would would want to just go out and have fun. Um, and I was hoping, uh, I, I was expecting something from Palace. I was expecting him to really try and get it back into the game because well, it was 2-0 at that at that stage. Um, I mean, we, we've spoken before, it could be one of the most dangerous scorelines in sport. Yeah. So 
was expecting to come out. I was, I was expecting us to, to have to t- absorb some pressure for, for a couple of minutes and then sort of go back into it. Um, and that's kind of how it went. I mean, Palace were a bit more involved in the second half, but just we were so efficient going forward. That was that was the difference today compared to other games. We were just so clinical. Whereas, say, on Thursday, when we had like the opportunities to score, like Vieira and all those on the edge of the box and they were trying to tap in. Today, we just, on the one, we were just like, no, no messing about, just, just bang it. Do you know what I mean? It was take the shot, take the cross on the one, on the first touch, take all these things. And it was just quicker. Everything was just quicker. Mm. And I mean, like, especially, especially the first goal, that first goal, that pass from Zinchenko was just route one. Mm. He went, I, I, yeah, it was just beautiful to watch. I mean, got the ball around about what the halfway line, I think it was. And he just went straight up to Granit Xhaka, who was like the most forward player on our team. And he just did a little one-two for Saka and walked straight through. No, was it Saka or was it Trossard? It might have been Trossard, actually, if I remember rightly, that goal. I honestly can't remember. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah no, I'm pretty sure it was, it was Trossard because it was um, it was Zinchenko who sort of like put the ball up to Xhaka. I remember that because I watched that goal and I went, if, that's, does, if this does, that pass does end up in a goal, mm. I'm going to be pissed. And then, yeah, I think he sort of like, Put put it to his man who was approaching him to to alleviate the pressure, which was Trossard, and then he just carried on running. It was just a one-two. It was just a simple one-two, and then Jacker with a calm finish. I love that he was on the score sheet because it's been a while since he scored, isn't it? Yeah, I mean, obviously he got that goal uh, on Thursday, which was you know mocked by the sporting players at the uh, at the full time whistle. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, it's been a while since he scored that. When was the last time he scored a league goal at United? United. He scored one this season, didn't he? Yeah, I think he did score. Uh, was it against United that rocket, or was that last season? That was last season. Oh, I'm I'm still living sure. in last season. Okay. Oh wait, no, it was last season. Yeah, that was last season at home. It was Partey that scored that ridiculous goal, but that wasn't against United. Yeah, it was Partey. That was yeah. that was that was the North London derby. Yeah. If, when when was it actually? <laughs> it, it's, I know it's been a while, but yeah. no, but it, it's good though because we're scoring from like all of our midfield players, and we keep saying it's like just look at go go on to the the stats and just look at how many goal scorers Arsenal have. I did see a picture going around on Twitter today, and it was like seven or eight, um, you know, including fullbacks, including centre backs. Yeah, you're probably right. It probably it probably is more because like what you got Trossard, Martinelli, Saka, Erdegaard. Granit Xhaka, Thomas Partey, Zinchenko, Jesus. Ben White, Jesus, Gabriel, Saliba. That's 11. That's a 11, full yeah. 11 have scored. Yeah. And I don't think that's everyone. Reese Nelson scored. That's 12. Yeah, 12, yeah. Uh, did Smith Rowe score early on in the season? Ooh. Before he got injured? May have. The beginning of the season just feels so far, like ages far ago, away. Like, so yeah, long ago. Um, Vieira, Vieira scored. Yeah, Vieira has scored. Um, Did we say so many goals? But do you know what I mean? We're talking like 14, 13 players here who have scored a goal. Jorginho, we didn't mention Jorginho. Jorginho scored. Yeah, Aston Villa. We know that counted as an own goal. Oh right, yeah, fair enough. Mm. Remember, it it didn't technically count. Yeah. Um, 
So yeah, we're talking like 12, 13 players. I would love to know how many teams have got that many goal scorers. Even look at City. And City were all... Well, to be fair, City now have more of a, a, fil, a, a funneled goal scoring route. Yeah. But even City of old in their title winning teams, they, they used to spread the ball out and get goals from everywhere, which is good to see if anything. I'm trying to think, has Tommy Asu scored? No, Tommy hasn't scored. Mm. How many uh, goals did Mikel Arteta say uh, a Premier League winning side? 100. Or 100 goals. How many goals have we scored? There's 100 goals. We've scored 66. I think we're something. Yeah. So we won't get 100. Well, we're still um, in the league though. <laughs> e- hopefully. We're saying that if we, what, if we get, if we want to get to 100 goals, we need 34 goals in, in 10 games. Divide that by ten. It's like so, three point something. Yeah, three point four goals a game. Yeah, Ooh. big ass. I don't think that's quite happening. Yeah, I, I think, think so. if I think our target should definitely be like ninety though, ninety on eighty five. Because mm. like, mm. especially with the goal difference, what the only thing that's annoying about Arsenal is we keep conceding now. Like at home, away we're like so solid, but at home we just. I, I don't know whether it's, it's a case of like comfortability because we we tend to score more at home, yeah. um, not as much away. But and do do you think that's maybe like a, oh we know we're going to come back and score? Do you know what I mean? It's like if we concede one, it's fine. We'll score two. Okay. Well, or, or do you think it? Or do you think it's just a just sort of bad decision making? Like what is it? I Why think so. I, I, I think it's, I think it, I think it comes down to like naivety and a bit of. Um, comfortability because the goal that we conceded today against Villa is a prime oh. example of that. It was Ben White getting a bit, uh, you know, ahead of himself, blasting the ball out for a corner and they score from that corner. Um, and obviously we're not going to talk about that as much because we, we ended up beating them 4-1, but it is, it, I think it is moments like that. I think it is a case. Well, our set just... pieces, like most of our goals have been conceded through set pieces like, as of late, like sort of like, as I can think of this year, it's always been set pieces. Hmm. We tend to get beaten by, which is um, which is a bit worrying. A bit worrying. But on, on the flip side, though, I mean, I put, I mean, I, I I calculated the amount of goals that we scored in the last six games, and I think it was something like I did put it out there on the in the Twitter sphere, um, or did I? I think it was something ridiculous, like sixteen goals. Somewhere in the archives. Yeah, somewhere in the archives. Yeah, no, I, I did say yeah, yeah, yeah. I did nineteen say, I did goals we... in six. Nineteen. So that's good. At least we're scoring goals. And by the way, majority of those games were without Jesus. Very true. Um, and actually, Eddie wouldn't have been playing for a lot of those games as well. So, yeah. So there is that. I told you, the goals are coming from all over the place now. Yeah, yeah. Um, back They're to the second. From all over, which is good because you need, you need it. You need that. Yeah, no, we will because I mean, look, Palace were were on paper anyway. Were always going to be a difficult game, but the five out of the t- last ten games, they're all going to be extremely difficult. But particularly five of those games, you've got City, Newcastle, Liverpool, Brighton, and Chelsea um, teams in the top mm-hmm. top half of the table, and then the others are Wolves, Leeds, Forest, Southampton. And West Ham, I think. Is that right? Mm-hmm. Is it West Ham? It is. No, we played West Ham. Well, no, it is West Ham. Yeah, it is West Ham, yeah. Yeah, we got West Ham. Yeah, yeah. West Ham. Yeah. West Ham. Do you know what I think crazy, though? We're the first team ever 
in Football League history, full stop, no matter what, to win nine London derbies in the same season. Yes, it's phenomenal. It's phenomenal, and it's like, it's, it's and we've still got another one to go. Yeah, and no doubt we have to win that. I mean, it's an away game, but it, yeah, but it's never been done ever in any league, in any league in in, in English football league history. No mm. one, no team has ever won nine London derbies in the same season, and we could go and win ten. And if we go to West Ham and get a clean sheet, would have done an, a, a clean sheet in every away London derby. Mm. By the way, we're eight points clear at the top. So there's that as well. Yeah. And there's the goal difference as well. Because, I mean, you got what? Next game City's got is Liverpool, right? Yes. Yes. See, that's going to be very... That's going to be. I mean, we're going to be watching that like a hawk. We're going to be all massive Liverpool fans. 100%. When is that? Is that an evening kickoff? I think think it's the early game, actually. Oh, it's 12th. I think it's the early game. Yeah, yeah, it is. It is. So that, I mean, wow, the pressure that City have gotten themselves now to not only get those yeah. three points, but to get it convincingly is mahusive. I will say this right now. If Liverpool win that game, we win the league because we could literally still lose to Liverpool and I don't see him capturing us. Well, yeah, they, We could lose to Liverpool and lose to City and they still wouldn't catch us. Yeah. Strange but though. If we, if we if if they if they if they lose if 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 City lose Liverpool and we beat Liverpool, mm. it's done. I I I I I don't see them. I don't see us dropping those points. But then Liverpool did go to Bournemouth and lose one nil. Crashed out of the Champions League. They've got a lot to play for. It's a big ask for them to get Champions League football. For them, it's going to be. Yes, yeah, I mean they're going to go into these games. It's like finals for them now. Like, because, I mean, personally, looking, I watched the Tottenham Southampton game and I love that Walcott got a goal and that was mm. his second goal in 40 games, which is a joke. And Maitland-Niles also assisted um, yeah. for the penalty. Tottenham will definitely get knocked out of the top four. I, I, the way they're playing, I just, I don't see them staying up. Well, I think the, the, the game is in hand that other teams have on Liverpool, them. Is, is yeah, a lot as of well. course. Because they've got 28 well, Brighton, and Newcastle have got, three got games. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, literally, I I think Brighton are probably, I I've I've I'm gonna have Brighton probably going at top four. Honestly, I think Brighton have been phenomenal all season. Um, Newcastle as well, but Liverpool they have to win. If Liverpool lose a game, it's it's huge for them. It's huge for them. Yeah, so it's it's almost it's a free hit because if they if they end if they end up beating um, City. Can they can sort of beat us and we we can get away? But I mean, the, the next yeah, their, yeah. their next three games are City, it's difficult, Chelsea, and then us. Yeah, and then they've got Leeds, that's our bottom of the table. Yeah, Nottingham Forest will be easy. Then they've got West Ham, also sort of the bottom of the table. Then they've got Tottenham, then they've got Brentford. Like Liverpool have got a very difficult run in, so they need out of those next three games, they need six points. Yeah. They need to be either they need to be either City and Arsenal or they need to be City and Chelsea or Chelsea in whatever order, but they need to get six out of nine. Mm. Because if you go to Newcastle, they've got they've got Man United next, West Ham who are, who they can frustrate you at home. They've got Brentford who are just difficult. Aston, I was gonna say Aston Martin. <laughs> <laughs> Watching a four to one earlier. Yeah. Um, but no, Aston Villa. And uh, then they got Tottenham, and they got Everton, the, the, and Southampton. So they got Newcastle got very difficult games coming up because uh, you got relegation. When, that's the thing with the Premier League: when you get the relegation teams, you you can never you can never because they they 
they want to stay in the Premier League. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Um, and and deservedly so. I mean, it's the best league in the world. Why would you ever want to leave it? And you look at Brighton. They've got Brentford. They've got Bournemouth. They've got Tottenham. They've got Chelsea. They've got Man City. Then they've got the FA Cup in there with Man United. Then they close off with Aston Villa, Southampton, and us, and Everton, so and Wolves. And they've got difficult games. Squeaky bum time now, isn't it? I mean, I wanted to save this conversation at like, oh, the it. end, but the last we've we've now approached the last ten games of the season, and I've always mm-hmm. it's always been of my kind of opinion that the last it, 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 it no matter how well you do throughout the course of the season, um, the last ten games is where it counts, where it matters, because that's when willpower, mental strength, attitude, um, resilience, but also discipline comes into place, and we don't have necessarily a very straightforward run. I mean, I guess you look at Leeds at home on the first as three points. Um, Leeds do find themselves in a bit of a relegation, a bit. I mean, they're, they're right in the thick of it, right? Uh, everyone in uh, below 11th. Um, wow, there is a massive points difference, isn't there, between Palace in 12th yeah. and Villa in 11th. That's crazy. But literally, all of those yeah. teams from twelve down um, are in a relegation bout. So, and they're only separated by three points or so. So, mm-hmm. Arsenal don't have a straightforward task against Leeds, and then we go to Anfield, uh, four thirty kickoff, which is a strange time to be playing football. Is it four thirty? Did I get that right? What the our next game? Sorry, the Liverpool one. The Liverpool one is at four thirty. That's a really weird time to play, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, honestly, the, the 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 way that they've been doing the TV schedules recently have been crazy. It's all to do with TV, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, but yeah, that that that's a game in itself, which is going to be really tough. West Ham away. Um, I think Arsenal will have a tough time because they're they're also in a relegation battle, aren't they? So who? West Ham. West Ham, yeah, yeah, of course they are. They're 18th. They have, but, they, but they're also yeah. in the conference, the conference league as well, which is, yeah. which is, and they're doing it quite well when it actually. Mm. Southampton are bottom of the league, but they're not bottom bottom of the league because, the, again, it, it, between twentieth, uh, they are they're bottom bottom, they're, they're bottom bottom. I mean, they're bottom bottom, but like as in they're not totally out of it. They're two no, points they're away totally from. Um, Leicester, who are seventeenth, I don't think I've seen a tighter relegation battle than this season. It's yeah, it's, it's wild. Quite, it's got, what, is it eight teams, eight nine teams? Yeah, it is. It is, um, which is you know worrying for them, and I guess worrying for us. It is really interesting the dynamics, mm-hmm. right? The power dynamics, and also the mental mind games. Top four race is going to be exciting as well because mm. there's. I mean, I'm glad that we don't have to chat about it because we're not in one. We're fighting for the title, which is just oh, I love. I love saying that. I love saying that. <laughs> I just honestly, I love saying it. Um, but it's just, it's just, oh, it's gonna be, it's gonna be great. And like you said, this, this, this is the moment where we find out do the boys have the minerals. That, 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 that's it. That is it. Every game is a final. I think that's what they keep saying. They keep instilling it. It really is. Every game is a must win. Um. And yeah, now I look back at it about Thursday, I'm not as disappointed that we got knocked out, but I was disappointed on how we got knocked out. Mm. It was more the fact that they, they, I just, it just felt like they didn't care as much. And I arteted him because 
he didn't put out that strong of a team. He put out like a semi sort of patchworky strong team. Mm. But it was missing some key components. Yeah, and and I mean pivotal, again, really. that, that was the main uh, problem for me. It wasn't the case that we had lost, but it's the way that we lost. You know, we didn't show enough. We didn't want it. And as an Arsenal fan, I want my team to always go into every game and be competitive. Um, and speaking of competitiveness, you know, City are still fighting on how many free fronts, right? They're in the FA Cup semi-finals against Sheffield United. They've got the Champions League quarterfinals to play against Bayern. Do you expect them to progress into the semis of the Champions League? Because a lot of the, uh, I guess, um, the the final 10 games will come down to a number of different factors, including fixture congestion. And City have to play, if they are to go to the finals of the Champions League, they have to play every free ish days um do you think i don't that- i don't i don't see man city gonna get past Bayern. i think Bayern munich will go on to win the champions league personally i i will stay this and i've been saying this for two years arsenal will win the champions league before man city one can I, hope. G- I genuinely right. believe that yeah no I, ju- I just genuinely believe it. i think there's more chance of chelsea winning the champions league than man city mm. they're cursed and i, I mean i it, it's not even that they're just cursed. I it's just, the Yaya Torre curse, right? Uh, <laughs> Is that the one? It's yeah. It's I just Chelsea. When, when, the thing about Champions League, once you've done it, you have it. But once you to get your first Champions League is the hard. It's the hardest part when you're against experienced teams who have been there, done it, and the fans have been there, and there's there's not so much pressure around it. Mm. Then it becomes easy. That's why Real Madrid keep winning. It's not. I don't even think necessarily Real Madrid have the best squad per se, but they have the experience. So I mean, they have they have that experience. That's why they always do well in those in those Champions League runs. Um, I don't see City getting past Bayern. I think City are going to have are going to be forced to focus on the FA Cup, uh, which is looking quite good for them. They're running because um, they've got. I think it's it. Um, Sheffield United, they drew. Yeah, Sheffield United in the semis, and then um, but they, they they'll probably end up playing Brighton, United, United. Or, or or Brighton. But it looks as if it, it might be. I South think, I think Brighton will go final. through. Really? I I mate, I really like what Deserby's doing. I mm. really I really like him as a manager. I really like Brighton's squad, and I think they are underrated. I think I genuinely think they are worthy of going to Europe. Top four. I, I really do. They've got yeah. three games in um, hand top... of Spurs. I think what they what they're missing, and they'll if they get top four, they will be able to buy some really good players. Um, they'll definitely be able to buy some good players. If and I've I've said this for a while. I remember when Eddie Nketiah was linked out. If Eddie Nketiah went to buy Brighton, he would cook. Yeah, I bet he would absolutely cook because the way that they they get the ball open for Danny Welbeck um, when he's up front. Ninketia is finishing those balls. He 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 is finishing those opportunities. Um and he would elevate them. And I'll stop me saying I want him to go, but they will definitely get they need a striker. If they get a proper striker, Brighton will be a force. Because yeah. the way that they transition from their back line to midfield using Caicedo and using using him on a half turn, mm. dangerous. Dangerous. Not it to mention their wide forwards as well. They've got a very awesome exactly, like system, say, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He literally turns on the half turn, a bit like how Party does it. Turns on the half turn and just flips up to Soddy March or Matoma, who then bursts it down the middle. 
uh, and well, sorry, down the wing. They then cut it in where it used to be sort of like Trossard or, or but now it's like McAllister and, and um, Welbeck that they use. They're, they're, they're really good. I really like what Brighton have been doing. And, and to think that they were fighting for Premier League survival sort of like two, three years ago. It's crazy to think. It's crazy, mate. They're a good team. They're a very good team. Yeah. If they can keep all there's, their players in the summer as well, because, you know, with McAllister, I think they will. Prospect, Caicedo as well. Caicedo's just signed a contract, hasn't he? If, um, if they get the Champions League, what honestly, I don't see them leaving. Mm. Because why would you want to leave? You're already in the Champions League. Well, unless Arsenal come in for you, then I guess. Oh, that's no awesome. brainer. For you. <laughs> it's a no brainer. I mean, yeah. like Matoma, give me that guy. Yeah. Oh, I want Matoma. What a player. What a player. He's such a good player. Yeah, he is. He is so consistent as well. Um, I'm just so scared to put him in my fantasy <laughs> just in case I, oh, I've I'm got him in the there. curse. Yeah. Um, oh, I've fully got him in there. I was annoyed that I, put, I didn't captain Saka, though. I did. Yeah. A How'd you do this week? Mistake in captain Kane. I got 48 points. It's not bad, but it's not great. How many did I get? But, I, I forgot to take all my. Yeah. Same. And, I had, and I had Danny Ward mm. wasn't playing in any of the games. It was really annoying. He, he was sub, He was uh, on the bench. So I had so Harlan, Salah, Gakpo and March who all weren't playing. Um, I did manage to scrape 40 points. But if I had Captain That's Saka, and I probably would have if I had set my team up properly because I didn't. I forgot to do it on Friday. Um, and yeah. But, you know, we go. We, mo- we go again next week. It happens. We move. We move. Anyway. Exactly. Uh, exactly so I mean probably a good time to wrap it up um, I know this is the last pod before the international break we've kept it short and break. sweet because well um, me and Monty are absolutely shattered from our very ridiculously uh, busy lives <laughs> and mm-hmm. um, yeah it was a pretty straightforward performance. I don't think there was anything much to overanalyze. Um, how, how about Jesus coming on? What did you What did you make of um, his performance? He's obviously searching desperately for that goal. Um, I think there was a bit more impact yeah. from the first performance against who did he come on? Was mm-hmm. it against Fulham? Right? That he came yes, on. Fulham, yeah, yeah. I, I he made a, yeah. No, I I would agree. I would I would agree with that. He didn't really make much of an impact, but I think at that stage, the thing about Gabriel is, is it's not necessarily that what he does on his own. It's it's what he does to the team. Yeah. But at that stage, we were what, already four one up. Yeah. Pretty sure by the time he came on, mm. um, so the team were pretty much not clocked out. But do you know what I mean? They were okay. Let's just control this. Um, so he did. It didn't look like he did much. I'll just be honest. Hmm. Um, but no, I, I like that he got on. It, it's good to keep. It's good to see him on, and it's just in time for the international breaks. So and now he's going to get a full two weeks with a couple of minutes under his belt um, to come back and uh, to come back and play off the, off the bat. And I'm hoping we get a few of the injuries back. The one that worries me is Saliba. Mm. Uh, I'm hoping to, hoping we get some updates on that. Because Several we're weeks need him last so week bad. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know gonna, what several weeks actually means. Because Rob Holden against Haaland it's, it just oh, scares me. God, I mean, he got a red card. You know I mean, and, he, the last time we played, yeah, like it, 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 it just, it just, it just scares me. 
Mm. Uh, that's the last thing. Last thing I want to be doing is is looking at that and then having to deal with I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's not it's not looking good. I'm quite I'm quite surprised that um, Arsenal haven't planned any friendlies uh, whilst the international break is happening. They probably have, you know. I mean, mm. we've seen it every time. They've they've done all the behind closed doors ones, haven't they? And and yeah. like you'll just hear about it, like you'll hear it from sort of the reporters. I'll be like, Arsenal played a behind closed door match. Yeah, they'll probably be the players who. Um, haven't it? It would most likely be Brentford again. I imagine that'll be jokes because we keep it seems it keeps keep seeming to be Brentford. Um yeah. that we do it with. Are, or it'll you, be a London I can imagine it being a London team. Yeah. Are you looking forward to the international break? I to honest mate, I don't know. Is this know a good time? Because what? normally international breaks either like what what tends to happen with teams is that teams that, that that aren't on a great run after the international break it's a fresh start for them, and then teams that are doing really, really well have got that extra pressure of needing to pick up from where they left off from. So what do you think this does for Arsenal? Do you think it will affect them in any way? I don't I don't think so. Um I think because you I mean a lot of our players they're around successful countries as well. Mm. Um especially sort of the I think as well like the banter on the English players that we have. Or like especially like Saka, I think a lot of people will be like talking to him and whatever, and it will just motivate him. I can't see, I can't see them coming back sort of with a different mindset. So I'm not, I'm not too worried. It's just more if there's any injuries that worries me. Yeah. Um. But I, 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 yeah, I'm not gonna question their focus or determination to to win the title or to come back fresh. Um, it's just more a case of I hope we just avoid injuries. That that that's my main worry because we've got Italy, mm. or England have Italy, um, and that's always a it's always a touchy game. So yeah, can we'll have to wait and physical. see. Yeah, yeah. Obviously, Jorginho yeah. will be on the other side. So hope he doesn't put. Any... We've got Zinchenko. We've got uh, Ukraine as well. So England okay. against Ukraine. So there'll be Zinchenko playing for them. I'm trying Italy. You've got Jorginho. What are the chances of? Um... Either Jorginho or Zinchenko landing a really heavy tackle on Saka and ruling him out for the remainder of the season. Can oh you imagine? Can oh you imagine? My God, that would... Arteta would be on the blower like straight away. He's like, what are you doing, mate? But mate, it's going to oh, be... Boy, I, I swear it's going to be Saka against Zinchenko though. Because... It will be. Yeah, it, it will. No, right? actually, no, Zinchenko went for Ukraine. He he actually, if I remember rightly, he plays as a midfielder oh, okay, or, or as a 10 for Ukraine. I don't think he plays as left back. Mm. Wow. Okay. Like I might be wrong, but that, that's just purely from from memory. Like I don't remember him being a left back. Yeah, he he tends to come. Like was he playing that game? Oh no, he wasn't playing that game. I'm just trying to look at what their lineup was during the Euros. But I, I, I'm because you got to think when Pep bought Zinchenko, he was a ten. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's true. That. That was what he was. So, um, and he got, and then he got just transitioned because he can. He, he's just good at what he does. Do you know what I mean? And then he, he comes in. The only thing I think that was Zinchenko that always bugged me it was his was his pace. Mm. Say compared to like other certain wingers, like going forward, brilliant. Coming back, that that was all just his weak spot. Yeah, that's yeah. why I'd put him as like a ten. 
Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, look, we've we've uh, we've chatted about the um, Palace game. Really good result for one. Eight points clear mm-hmm. at the top. We've discussed the final ten games of the season, um, and obviously the international break, which is, I think it's. I, I mean, I think it's a good, good, good stopping uh, place, or at least mm-hmm. a moment where we can reflect because it, it things are heating up a little bit i do feel myself getting a little bit agitated um you know just that how quickly things are happening because the season's just gone from the first game of the season to here in really short uh time frame it feels like that anyway um yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I can't even process the fact that we had a world cup not that long ago so uh, yeah, it's crazy how quickly everything's going. I think it is a good time to pause and reflect. Um, so uh, on that note, we will be back, hopefully, before the end of the international break to have a chinwag, maybe have a special guest or two. Who knows what's in the pipeline? I'm not actually sure mm-hmm. myself, but we'll get working on something. Um, so yeah, thank you, everybody who has been listening up until this point and who's been listening to us um, throughout the course of the season. We hope you've enjoyed all the content and the episodes. Uh, if you did and if you have then please do give us a five star review on apple Podcasts and spotify um let us know what you thought by reaching out to re- reaching out to us on twitter you can find us over there um by searching us on the search bar at ask therapy pod you can find monty over there as well um you can find him over there at monty underscore official underscore and you can find me over there at gunner since 96 so do reach out to us um, drop us a little message let us know what you thought whether you agree disagree or anything that you want to add Um, And of course, as always, we will be back very, very soon. Take care of yourselves. Have a lovely international break. And we'll see you um, soon, I guess. (laughs) Thank you very much. See you in April. Yeah, we'll see you in April. Thank you very much. Bye-bye. Take care.